come on. Thank you so much, God. Thank you for what your son did. Thank you for what you're doing in us today. Thank you for what you're doing in this campus and on our online campus. God, I pray that lives are changed today. I want everybody to lift their hand up right now to God. And I want you to repeat after me. I want you to say, God, change my life today. Say it one more time. Say, God, change my life today. Thank you so much, God. Thank you, thank you. Go ahead and find your seat. As you find your seat, let's say howdy to five people. Make sure, I'm counting. Five people. Don't say hi. Don't say how you're doing. Say howdy. What is up, y'all? What is up? Hey, my name is Chris Tosado. I'm so excited to be with you here today. Um, if you don't know me, I serve a lot with Transformation Youth. What up? I love TY because we, we just got done with one night, which was on Wednesday. We had 45 students show up, which is, come on. That's crazy numbers during COVID-19. Like, that's for youth ministry COVID. They had every single reason not to go. 45 people showed up, and 18 gave their life to Jesus that night. It was so good. And on a, another crazy note, while we were jumping around up here getting crazy during one night, uh, it was about right here. And I don't know if this has been vacuumed, so it's still here somewhere. I chipped my tooth. I was jumping. I'll go ahead. I was like, hey, yeah, T.Y., I'm young. And then what happened was I boom. And then I was like, boom. And then somewhere down here right now. But listen, I mean, look, look I'm, I would lose all of my teeth. Let me be very clear. I lose all of my teeth to see 18 students say yes to Jesus again. So look, God's moving in TY. I love it. Well, listen, like I said, my name is Chris Tosado. Pastor Jamie and Pastor Sandra and the kids are on vacation right now. Uh, be praying for them. I'm so excited they get this opportunity to go on vacation. It's, you know, this job. I want you to know, Pastor Jamie and Pastor Sandra's job is not easy. This is not an easy thing. Please be praying for our pastors. Please be, you know, <laughs> when you see them post on Facebook, be like, yo, I'm hoping you're having a great time out there. Like, anybody got deals on cruises? Y'all need to hit them up. They didn't tell me to say that. I said that on my own. Listen, maybe, cru not cruises, it's COVID-19, so yeah. Maybe like, I don't know. I don't know. Cruise later. Okay, listen, anyway, uh, let me go ahead and just jump into the scripture really quick. Um, it starts in the book of John, chapter 15, verses 4 and 5. And this is Jesus talking. He says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. That's Jesus saying, apart from me, you can do nothing. Let's pray real quick. God, I thank you so much for what you're doing today. I pray this message is all of you and none of me. I pray that lives are changed today. I pray that the person who needs to hear this is able to hear this, Lord God. I love you so much. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. All right. The title for today's message is Drop the Bag. Everybody say, Drop the Bag. Everybody say, Drop the Bag. All right. All right. So drop the bag. So has anybody ever, you know, had to put their dependence or trust in somebody and was let down? Have you ever been let down by somebody? 
Well, that happened to me in a major way. I was 19 years old, and I was a rapper in Knoxville. And I know you're looking at me now with my very low energy, and you're saying, how could he be a rapper? I'm kidding. I'm full of energy. I'm bursting with energy. I have too much energy. But yeah, I was a rapper who would go ahead and open up shows for rappers who would come to Knoxville. And you're like, I didn't know rappers came to Knoxville. Not a lot of people did. It was like an underground thing. But this big rap group from Los Angeles goes ahead and gets on Twitter and says, hey, we're coming out to Knoxville. And I was like, this is my opportunity. I'm going to tweet at them. They're going to go ahead and see it. They're going to ask me to open up for them. My whole world is going to change off this one performance. So I go ahead, get my Twitter fingers out, press send, retweets, likes, about 15 of them at least. And uh, the, the manager actually gets back to me and he says, hey, we saw your tweet. They want you to open up the show, but you either need to sell 25 tickets or bring $300. And I was like, oof. Selling 25 tickets is going to be tough because the show's in five hours. So I immediately call my dad. I'm like, hey, dad, hey, what's good? It's your number one son. Remember me? I made you a dad. So, like, I call him up. I'm like, hey, I need $300. I know this is like, you don't really, you know, you're not going to understand this, but, uh, like, this rap group is coming out, and I need to pay $300. And so can I have $300, please? And he was like, son, I don't got $300 right now to my name. I can't give you no $300. And so I was like, what about, like, the inheritance that you're going to leave? Can I, like, borrow some of that and maybe pay it forward to my brother with interest? And he was like, son, I'm not leaving you anything. Like, you ain't got nothing. It's no inheritance. And so I was like, that's a this is a bad time to tell me this, dad. But anyway, I was like, okay, well, I need to get this $300 somehow. So I pick up my bag and I go and in my own strength, I force it to happen, right? I go ahead, I find some other, some other rappers and uh, they, we split the money. We give it to the manager. Everything's cool. He says, okay, y'all perform at 9 p.m. I say, dope, awesome. So we're waiting around, I'm chilling, I'm pretending I'm the coolest guy ever as I eat my chicken fingers at the, at the little waiting area. And I'm like, these waiters don't even know what's about to happen. They don't know they're serving chicken tenders to Chris Tosado right now. I'm like, can I get some more honey mustard, please? So anyway, so I'm, I'm chilling out, 9 p.m. turns into 10, 10 p.m. turns into 11, 11 to 12, and finally 2 a.m. rolls around. And I go to the manager, I'm like, what's up? Why aren't we starting the show yet? It's like super late. And he says, the, the artist hasn't showed up yet. So until he shows up, we can't start the show. About five minutes later, the artist shows up in his, I'll never forget this, in his Jeep Liberty, plastered. I mean, he should not be driving. I don't even think he could operate a microphone uh, very well at that point. And so I was like, what? so the show off? Am I getting my money back? He's like, you're not getting a refund. Get up on the stage, start performing. Show starts now. I give him my best 15 minutes that I could, um, you know, but nothing, nothing happened. Why? Because the fact that I put my trust and dependence in the manager. I put my trust and dependence on the artist. They let me down. I put my trust and dependence in my own strength, and I forced the situation to happen when it wasn't falling the way that it should have. I forced the situation, and I let myself down. And I need y'all to know that that night, I thought my entire career, my entire life depended on me performing that night. But I was wrong. See, some of you are thinking that the education that you're about to get or the education you got is what your entire life and career depended on. Maybe you're thinking that job promotion that you want, your whole life depends on that or your whole life depends on the diagnosis the doctor is going to give you. I'm here to tell you our life completely and 100% only depends on God. We are completely dependent on God. 
because God will never fail us. So I'm here to talk to you about three areas that we need to learn how to be completely dependent on God in. And we need to learn how to drop the bag. Everybody say drop the bag. I was sweating way more first service, so I'm going to do the light dab like a preacher, and then I'll be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Church joke. Okay, first area I'm completely dependent on God for is I'm completely dependent on God for physical life. For this physical life, I'm completely dependent on God. Second uh, Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verses 8 through 10. This is the second letter to the church in Corinth that Paul is writing. And he says, we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the providence of Asia. We were under great pressure for beyond our ability to endure so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death, but it happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. On him, we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. See, I love this because Paul's talking in this letter to the church in Corinth, and, and he starts it off by saying that he is dependent on God for this physical life. You see, it's easy to take this physical life for granted because we take so many miracles that happen every single day for granted. They happen so frequently that we become jaded to the fact that they're even happening in the first place. A couple examples would be, and I want everybody to raise their hand if this has to do with you. Raise your hand if you woke up this morning. That's every single person. Listen, that's a miracle because some people didn't even wake up today. Like every day, we're able to breathe. Raise your hand if you're breathing right now. That's a miracle. You see, we got to depend on God for not only this physical life, but I'm dependent on God for this breath. He made me. So, like, without him, without his handiwork in my life, I cannot breathe. He provides my breath every day. Um, every day, most of us are able to hear. That's a miracle. Every day, most of us are able to see, taste, smell. That's a miracle. I get to wake up right next to my beautiful wife every single morning that God set aside for me. That's a miracle, ladies and gentlemen, because, listen, if you've seen a picture of me from middle school, the glow up is real. Y'all wouldn't believe it. Listen, that's a miracle. Some of us have experienced the miracle of childbirth. Some of us have experienced the miracle of going ahead and raising children and teenagers and young adults. That's a miracle. We take these miracles for granted all the time, but the most important miracle that I think we take for granted is that every single day we have the opportunity to talk directly to our Heavenly Father. You see, Old Testament, it wasn't like that. Like, Old Testament, I had to go to a priest, and the priest would tell me what God said. Like, it was like, you know, a middleman. But now, I'm able to go ahead and call God, and I have this hotline number. Like, I know when the hotline bling. No, no Drake fans in the house. I'm sorry. Listen, we have God's hotline number. We're able to talk directly to our Heavenly Father. We take that for granted. That's a miracle. We take this physical life for granted. And I took this physical life for granted as well until I almost lost my brother about a year ago. You see, my brother had a hard time breathing, and he started coughing all the time, and nobody knew what was going on. So we take him to the ER, and, and they run a, a scan on him or whatever they call it, an X-ray. They go ahead, and they look at the X-ray, and they see that there's a hole in his lung. And so the doctors are like, okay, well, how many packs of cigarettes are you smoking a day? And my brother's like, I've never smoked a cigarette at all. I don't even think he was old enough to buy tobacco at that point. Like, he was, like, young. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I, I never smoke. And they're like, okay, what kind of hardcore drugs are you doing then? Because this is the only time that we see stuff like this happen. And he's like, I've never taken a drug in my life. 
And so the doctors didn't know what to do and the nurses didn't know what to do. And so they went ahead and they called other doctors and out of state and those doctors didn't know what to do and, and they didn't know how to treat it. Like it looked like before COVID-19 to go into my brother's hospital room, you had to completely sanitize. Then you had to put gloves on and a mask on and go in there just to even say what's up. Like it was serious, serious stuff. And so we, we didn't have any answers. The doctors couldn't give us a diagnosis or a cure. Everybody was, was questioning, like, what's going on? And it wasn't until we went ahead as a family and turned my brother's life over to God and said, God, we know that when the doctors don't have the diagnosis, you knew the diagnosis before he was even born. Before, we don't know what the cure is, but God, we know that you're the cure. You're the provider of the cure. You're the healer. So we turn my brother's life over to you right now and let your will be done. And let it bring glory to you no matter what the outcome is. And after that, it got worse and worse to where they had to put a pick line in my brother so they could pretty much just go ahead and put steroids and antibiotics into his system super fast. And, and he had to go home and do all these treatments and everything. And it was, it was not a fun sight to see until the day that they did an x-ray and the hole started shrinking. And then the hole started getting smaller and smaller. And now the hole isn't even there. And the doctors don't know what happened. The nurses still don't know what happened. But I'll tell you what happened. We put dependence in God for my brother's physical life. And he came through. Listen, I, we are completely dependent on God for our physical life. And I pray that it doesn't take the death sentence for you to realize that. I'm completely dependent on God for this physical life, but I'm also completely dependent on God for daily life. Daily life. Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 27 says, therefore I tell you, and this is Jesus talking. He says, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds in the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? You see, I love it because Jesus is saying three things. He says, don't worry about what you're going to wear, which is a direct shot at me because I ain't going to lie. I, that's my dad laughing out loud right now <laughs> like he knows, like, I went shopping yesterday, you know what I'm saying? Like, I went to the Gap, you know. I, went, I got this at Foot Locker. It was $35. Don't judge me, you know. I, I really do care about what I'm wearing. So that's, that's what I got to work on. But I love it that Jesus starts off by saying, don't worry about what you're going to eat. And don't worry about what you're going to drink. So that's funny because food and drink is what the body uses as fuel. So what you eat and drink, your body breaks down and uses for you to go to work, to wake up, to go to school, to go work out. It uses it as fuel. And, and Jesus is saying, don't worry about the fuel. I'm going to carry you. So it, it's pretty interesting because it would be like the first thing we do when we get into our car. We open our car. We turn it on. I got pushed to start. Thank you, God. Okay. But we go ahead. We get in our car. We turn it on. And the first thing we look at is the fuel gauge. And we ask ourselves, do I have enough fuel to get to where I'm going? But Jesus is saying, get in the car, turn it on, and put the pedal to the metal. Get where I'm telling you to go because I'm going to carry you there in my strength. That's faith right there. That's radical right there. I mean, that's, that, that goes against every, every human feeling that we have. 
like, why would I want to go hungry? Why would I get, drive on, a, on an empty tank? Or why would I go without knowing? Because that's what faith is. That's what faith is. You see, I, I love that scripture so much. If he's saying, don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to drink. Don't worry about what it takes for your body to survive. Then why am I worried about bills? Then why am I worried about my family? Why am I worried about my test scores? Why am I worried about all these different things? If Jesus is saying to me, don't even worry about the most crucial part of your day. Don't worry about the food and the drink. Listen, I, I, I love this because, look, I got, so I got this backpack. And I would consider this my mental space backpack. This backpack represents my mental health. This backpack rep- represents my spiritual health, my physical health. This, this represents my heart, what I put in my heart and you know, a lot of times right now when we don't have anything in it or when we have good things in it, you know, uh, it's light. It's, he- it's not heavy at all. I could carry this all day. John, can you come up here for me? Everybody give it up for John right now. John helps a lot in TY. He's also my best friend. But he doesn't know it, though. He doesn't. This is, a, this is a great first for us. Okay, listen, so John's playing the devil Okay, great friend, best friend. He's going to play the devil right now. John, I want you to pick up one of these stones. Now, this is my, my backpack that I carry around all the time, and this stone represents one of my worries. And what happens is we start to fill the, our backpacks up with the weight of our worries. So this, this rock, it's going to represent, I'm worried about my marriage. I'm worried about, you know, I, divorce rates are high. I don't want to get divorced. I want to be a great husband. I'm worried about my marriage. This next one, it represents uh, my school. Like, it represents going to college, to go to college or to not go to college. I don't know. Like, do I need it? Do I not? This next one represents finances because to go to college, it's going to cost a lot of money. Like, that's not cheap anymore. And, and this next one, this represents the job promotion that I need. I need to get this job promotion because if I don't, I will never be able to pay off that college debt. And this next one, this, this one represents, let's just say like COVID-19. Like I'm worried like to mask or not to mask. That's the question. I, I don't know. Thank you, John. Give it up for John. I'm carrying the weight of my worries right now in this backpack. And what happens is it's heavy. I promise you. I threw out my back the other day golfing. And so when I, when I planned out this analogy, I was not thinking that I'd be in actual physical pain. But I'm telling you right now, I'm speaking from experience, this backpack to carry it hurts. Like the longer that you have it on, the harder it gets to carry. The slower you get. I'm walking at a great pace, but when I'm way down, I slow down. Instead of standing up tall and standing up confident, I'm slouched. I'm unsure. I'm in pain. This, this right here, this represents so many things. This represents anxiety. This represents pain. This represents anger. This represents disappointment. This represents so many things. See, this backpack right here, this is what causes those headaches that don't go away. This is what causes that panic attack that you had. This is what causes those sleepless nights. And we were never told to carry the weight of our worries on our own. God actually said, cast those cares up to me. 
You see in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, he says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You see, I am completely dependent on God for physical life. I'm completely dependent on God for daily life because the fact that I cannot go on with my daily life, the heavier this thing gets. I need God to provide his strength to take this backpack off so that I may walk in his will for my life without being slowed down, without being crippled by pain. Some of y'all in here are getting ready to be crushed by this backpack. Some of y'all have been carrying some stones that have turned into boulders. Some of these start off as pebbles. Some of these start off as that off-colored comment somebody said to you at Thanksgiving a couple years ago. It starts off as a tiny pebble, and you don't ever do anything with it because the fact that it's so small and inconvenient, you can just throw it in there, whatever. But two years or three years later, you're not even talking to that person anymore. It's grown into a rock. It's halted your, your movement. It's halted your growth because you're carrying the weight of your worries in this bag. When people say they're depressed, when people come up and say, Chris, I've been depressed recently, I believe them. Because the longer you carry this bag, the more your body starts to break down. I understand people who get easily triggered and easily hurt by words. Because it's so easy to get hurt when you're always in constant pain. Because we're carrying the weight of our worries in this bag. Listen, I'm completely dependent on God for physical life. I'm completely dependent on God for daily life. But there is something that is so important. Maybe you feel like you got your your daily life put together. Maybe you think I provided for myself this entire time. I could do this myself. Maybe you think I could go ahead and hold down the fort. I don't need God to give me physical life. I got my Glock. That's all I need. I'm good. I don't need you, God. Maybe that's what you're thinking, but I want to tell you right now, the thing that you cannot do, the thing I cannot do, the thing we absolutely need God for is we 100% could not pay the price that Jesus paid to go ahead and forgive our sins and get into heaven. We could not pay that price. Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death, but the free, the free gift from God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. John John, John 3.16-17 says, For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. I want to break that down for you for a second. Like, we all heard that verse growing up, but what does that really mean? For God so loved the world? Like what? God so loved, like, the dirt? God so loved the water? No. God so loved you. For God so loved you that he sent his son down to die for you that if you believe in him, you shall not perish, but you will have eternal life. God didn't send his son down to condemn you, but to save you. That's why we call him a savior. That's why we need him. That's why he paid the price for this bag you've been carrying. Come on now. Like, it took a, we could not do it ourselves because it took a perfect sacrifice. It took a spotless lamb. I mean, let me me tell you this. Like, maybe you don't know what Jesus did for you. Maybe this is your first time uh, ever hearing about this. I'm so humbled that I am able to communicate with you for the first time about this topic and this subject. But listen, I need to tell you what Jesus did. Like, Jesus came down, was born on this earth. 
He lived a perfect and sinless life, blameless life, fulfilling all prophecy that was said about him. He was betrayed. He was crucified. And he came back three days later, defeating death, hell, and the grave to give you an opportunity to live with him again in heaven. He paid the price for this bag. He paid the price for the weight of the worries that you've been carrying. You see, for you to go ahead and carry this bag, it would be like for God to invite you to a dinner. And he says, son, I already paid for it. And you're like, God, I got it. God, I got it. Waiter, you don't got to pay for it. I'm going to pay for the whole thing. But you don't even have the money to pay for it. You can never afford the price that was paid for this bag. You can never afford the meal that God prepared and paid for for you. None of us could. It's only through Jesus. It's only through the blood. Come on now. Listen, uh, John, come back up here. John, John was portraying the devil. Now he's portraying God. This is a big year for him. This is a glow up moment right here. Okay, listen, the first thing that you have to do to go ahead and get rid of this bag is to call on God. And I got to say, God, which I'm going to let you know this is the hardest part. As a, as a guy, as a man, this is what I struggle with. The hardest part is saying, I cannot do it on my own. I'm not strong enough to do it on my own. I grew up watching Superman thinking that I would be invincible. But God works more through me when I'm vulnerable. All right. Listen, so it takes me saying, God, I can't carry this bag anymore. It's too heavy. I cannot do this on my own. I need you to take this bag for me. And what happens is every time you call on God, he takes the backpack right off. He took the backpack right off. But what some of us in here have been doing is the second he takes that bag, the second we, we start to feel good again, our shoulders aren't as stressed, and, and I'm standing up tall and confident now. I feel good. A lot of us have gone, God, I need you to take this bag. And the second we feel relief, we say, God, thank you so much. I'll take this back now. I'll take this back. Because the things in this bag are too personal. The things that are in this bag, you've been too close to for years. You've been carrying this too long. It's almost become a part of you. you this has almost become your identity. This is how you define yourself sometimes. This bag in here represents the, the thing your mom said about you three years ago. In this bag was the pain and trauma of your dad not being there growing up. In this bag is what your ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend said. In this bag is what that teacher said you never amount to. This bag represents so much. But we're not depending on God yet to completely give him the bag because we're too self-reliant. In 2020, it's time for us to drop this bag. You see, I hear too many stories about people going ahead and killing themselves and their friends and family saying, we never knew. I had no idea he was going through this. I had no idea they were struggling with this. But you see, we've gotten so used to carrying the bag ourselves that we're able to fake a smile as we're being crushed. <laughs> we got to stop faking it. We got to be vulnerable. We got to say, God, I need you to take this bag from me because this bag will kill me. I want everybody in here to go ahead and stand to your feet, please. Every head bowed, 
every eye closed. Maybe you've been here carrying a bag. Maybe you came in carrying a bag that's so heavy. Maybe you're only carrying a pebble right now. Maybe you're, you're at your wit's end and you can't walk anymore because this bag has completely consumed you. I want to let you know right now that today we're all going to drop the bag. Today we're all going to drop the bag in God's hands and say, God, I can't do this on my own anymore. I need you to carry the bag. I want everybody to lift their hand up and hold up their bag. Hold up your metaphorical bag right now. I want you to know in this bag right now represents everything that's been hurting you. <laughs> and I don't know what's in your bag. You know. Only you know. You and God. God's right there in front of you ready to catch this bag. And on the count of three, you're going to drop all of your worries from the bag into the hands of God. Because he paid for the bag already. So on the count of three, I want you to drop. It's, it's God's in front of you right now. Count of three, I want you to drop this bag. One, no looking back. Don't let the devil get into your ear. Don't be, don't be selfish. Don't hold on to that pain anymore. Don't hold on to the anger anymore. Don't hold on to that weight anymore. Two, this is a big commitment. Listen, you're not going to be crushed anymore. Three, drop the bag. Drop the bag in the hands of God. Drop it, drop it right now. God's catching your bag right now. Drop that bag. God, you're so good. Thank you for catching the weight. Thank you that you're strong enough when I'm not. Thank you that all those things that have been hurting me over the years are dropped into your hands. While everybody's still head bowed, eyes closed. Maybe this is the first time that you've ever called on God for anything in your life. Maybe this is the first time that you've been in a church or heard anything like this. Maybe God's tugging on your heart or maybe God's replaying a part of this message in your ear right now. Maybe it seems like I've been following you around for the entire week and reading your mail. That's because God's trying to do something in your life today. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, we're going to take this minute and anybody who wants to go ahead and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I want to give you that opportunity. I'm going to do to, to the count of three again. And if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, nobody looking around, just you and God. One, this is a huge commitment, the biggest commitment you'll ever make in your life. Two, you're saying, Jesus, I want you to be my Lord and Savior. And even though this is a big commitment, the best part is that you will never walk alone again. Three, if that's you, you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, please raise your hand high. This is your opportunity. It's just you and God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God, I thank you so much for seeing the hands, for hearing the hearts. Lord God, I thank you so much that you took the weight of the bag. You paid for the bag. God, I pray that those that are hurting right now, <laughs> those who feel pain in letting go, this is a real feeling of, of feeling pain, letting go of the bag because you feel like you're, like you're losing a part of yourself.
I want to let you know that dropping that bag in the hands of God was the best thing you could have done. God, I thank you for catching that bag. Anybody in here who went ahead and accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior today, please repeat after me or you could pray in your own words. But I just want you to go ahead and I want you to say, God, I thank you. I thank you for what your son did. I thank you for sending your son down in this world. I thank you he died on the cross for our sins. And God, I, I want to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior today. Come into my heart, God. I love you so much. Thank you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Listen, give it up for your brothers and sisters who made a big decision today.